بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله وسلم وبارك على خاتم النبيين وعلى اله وصحبه اجمعين السلام عليكم ورحمه الله وبركاته Welcome back to the house of Allah تبارك وتعالى discussing the deen of Muhammad صلى الله عليه وسلم discussing how to be closer to Allah تبارك وتعالى What is the aim of a Muslim in this life? Is it to eat, to sleep, to enjoy? This is not the case. This is not what Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam told his ummah to do. Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam told us that we are in this life only a visitor. Visitors to this life and now we are leaving. And that this life is only a timber, is the time that we stay in this life, then we leave. Where is your grandfather? Where is your great-great-grandfather? Where are the people before? Where is Adam? Where is the messenger? All gone. You and I and the others also will go. Our children, our grandchildren will come and they will go also. So this life only just a period of time we are living that we are leaving. So between living and leaving, Nothing. Especially if this nation of Ummah Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he told us that his Ummah, the age of his people, of his Ummah is only between 60 to 70 and very limited people will go after that. Now, what are we supposed to do in this limited time of our life? We are required to follow Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in his way. How did he live? How did he work in this life? What aim, what goal was he working for? He sallallahu alayhi wa sallam spent 23 years of his life for this deen. Talking about nothing but this deen. Doing nothing but obeying Allah on preaching and proclaiming this deen, conveying this deen to people. Every Muslim is required, this is not, not, this is not the job of sheikh or da'ya only. Every Muslim is required to convey and to show people this deen. Whether in his family, his relatives, his people, hometown people, even the kafirs all around the world. So a Muslim, when he goes anywhere in this world, he is a Muslim before he is anything else. He is an image of Islam. This deen was spread mostly by those da'iyah, those people who are practicing Islam in their lives, so people love their way of practicing. Do you know, believe it or not, that all south of east of Asia reverted to Islam because of the traders from Yemen and Hadramut. These tra- the traders were going to this area to trade. But they were not only traders, but they were truly Muslims in the first place. They were treating people by Islam. They were dealing with people with Islam. So people loved the way they were doing. They were not cheating. They were not hiding. They were not bad people. They were acting nice. They were acting as Muslims. So people love this deen which is making these people. So they accepted Islam in Indonesia, 
Malaysia, Philippines, and so on. Just because of these people. So every Muslim is required to be a da'iyah. In fact, this is a condition to be saved from being a loser. As Allah mentioned in his holy book, Tabaraka wa ta'ala, in Surah Al-Asr, Al-Asr, inna al-insana la fi qus illa, ah, except who? Every human being is a loser, except who? Except those people who have four conditions. إِلَّا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا إِيمَانٌ And Iman does not come without knowledge. وَعَمِلُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ Practicing this, this Iman. وَتَوَاصَوْا بِالْحَقِّ Ah, to call for this deen. To help people to be in the right track. وَتَوَاصَوْا بِالصَّبْرِ Because if they do the three, first three ones, they will have a problem, then they need patience. From that point, you and I, here in this masjid, trying to discuss the deen of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and try to discuss the major case that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam spent most of his life talking about. I think we have already discussed this, talked this about, about this so many times, but just to remind myself and you, brothers, about this case, I want to remind you that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam lived 63 years, 40 years before he became a prophet. And messenger. 13 years in Mecca and 10 in Medina. 13 years in Mecca, 10 of them, 10, 10 complete years of them, he did not talk about any salah from Hajjaka. You remember that? When he was, the, the second pillar was implemented in this deen was as salah. And that was after Isra and Isra and Miraj. And that was after 10 years of da'wah. So in 10 years, of 23 years of da'wah, 10 years of them, he was talking about nothing but la ilaha illallah. No salah was implemented, no zakah, no hajj, no anything else, except la ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah. Now, if I and you brothers, now want to talk about this deen of Muhammad sallallahu we have to start and continue discussing the case of Tawheed monotheism, that's la ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah. And la ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah is the first pillar of Islam and it is Tawheed Tawheed in two sides Tawheed for Allah wa ta'ala in His Lordship in His Worship and His nature and qualities or attributes and Tawheed for Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam by following Him only in this deed not anybody else no salah no zakah no dua no any kind of worship will be accepted unless these two conditions are there only for Allah only the way of Rasulullah if one of these conditions is not there, then ibadah, worshiping, will not be accepted by Allah Tabaraka wa ta'ala. فَمَنْ كَانَ يَرْجُوا لِقَاءَ رَبِّهِ فَلْيَعْمَلْ عَمَلًا صَالِحًا وَلَا يُشْرِكْ بِعِبَادَةِ رَبِّهِ أَحَدًا Two conditions mentioned in so many ayahs, so many surahs, so many hadith of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that any worshiping will not be accepted unless these two conditions are there. Now, if the first condition is to be sincere to make all worshipping to Allah tabarak wa ta'ala only then we need to talk about this point more and more that's, that's what we call tawheed or monotheism la ilaha illallah is all monotheism and the true meaning of it is none has the right to be worshipped except Allah tabarak wa ta'ala none whoever he is none has the right to be worshipped except Allah tabarak wa ta'ala 
in this masjid, we have started long time ago the case of talking about Tawheed. And we are continuing, inshallah, in the future to discuss this case because this is, as we said, what Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa did. And we are trying to follow the way of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa the steps of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa In order to be winners, in order to be saved from being losers, we have to follow Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa And he, sallallahu alayhi wa spent all of his life calling for Tawheed, but he was for 10 years talking about nothing but Tawheed. 10 years he was talking about Tawheed, and 13 years after that he was talking about Tawheed and Salat from So purely for Tawheed, there were, there were 10 years. Purely for Tawheed. So don't be amazed, don't be amazed if we are talking about Tawheed lots and lots and more and more. Tonight we have a chapter in this book of Tawheed, chapter number 51. It's talking about the names of Allah. But it's talking about the names and attributes of Allah Ta'ala from another side that we have not been discussing before. We discussed the case of the names and attributes of Allah Ta'ala from the side that the people who are making mistakes in them and so on. Tonight we are going to talk about these names and qualities or attributes from the side of saying how are we going to follow these names, obey them, do them, work for them. And the ayah, the author, Rahimahullah, mentioned in here, is the ayah to show you what to do with these names and qualities. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, وَلِلَّهِ الْأَسْمَاءُ الْحُسْنَى فَادْعُوهُ بِهَا وَذَرُوا الَّذِينَ يُلْحِدُونَ فِي أَسْمَاءٍ وَلِلَّهِ الْأَسْمَاءُ الْحُسْنَى لِلَّهِ سُبْحَانَهُ وَتَعَالَى for Allah, only the best name. الْأَسْمَاءُ الْحُسْنَى Say, what are we supposed to do? فَادْعُوهُ بِهَا Call him, سبحانه وتعالى, بَنْذِمْ Call him, سبحانه وتعالى, وَذِّمْ Use these names to call Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala. And to call him in here is two cases as we will see later on, inshaAllah. So it's not the case that to know and forget. Or to know and go. No. It's the case of to know and practice. Not only this, but also to call. Remember Surah Al-Asr. Four conditions. To be saved from being a loser, four conditions. To know and believe, then to practice, then to call for, then to be patient for what we want to suffer for that. This ayah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us in this ayah that he has the best name and we are supposed to call him Abandim. But before we talk about this ayah, let's see what is the connection between the case of this chapter and the case of Kitab al-Tawheed. As we did before, every chapter we are supposed to connect and have relation between the chapter we're talking about and the book itself. The connection is this, that this, this chapter is talking about names and qualities or no, names and attributes of Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala. And Tawheed is three sects. Lordship, Rubuiyya, Worship, Uluhiyya, names and qualities, uh, qualities Asma wa Sifa. And this is talking about the third one of them. So it is one sect of Tawheed, so we are talking about Tawheed in Kitab al-Tawheed. Right. This ayah actually is telling us, Allah Taala is telling us in this ayah and in the other hadith will come to inshallah, that how to deal, how to work, how to use these names in two ways. In two ways. The first way is the case of tawassul, using a means. Wasila and Tawassul is known and famous among Muslims, but actually from the wrong side. Most Muslims, they fall into shirk or polytheism, astaghfirullah, usually because of misunderstanding the case of Tawassul. We discussed that in here before, but let us just give it a quick glance. 
tawassul means to use the means. To use something to reach Allah wa ta'ala. As an example, you can say, Ya Allah, give me this. Ya Allah, forgive me. Ya Allah, arham me. So on. No problem. That's okay. But better to use the names of Allah as an example for tawassul. Ya Rahman, arhamni. Ya Ghafoor, arhirli. Ya Kareem, akrimni. Ya Razzaq, arzukni. Ah, so we're using the name of Allah wa ta'ala to call him so your call, your call will be responded. That's called tawassul, using a wasila. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us in his holy book, tabaraka wa ta'ala, Ya ayyuhal ladhina amanu attaqullaha wa abtaghu ilayhi al-wasila. Now be careful, because wasila here, some groups have played with it. And they took the wrong side of it and used it. So they got, jumped into shirk or polytheism because of it. Subhanallah, tawassul, the, the permissible tawassul is so wide. So many ways you can make permissible tawassul. And very limited ways to make impermissible tawassul. But some Muslims they go to this. Shaitan push them to this small thing to fall into polytheism. Yani subhanallah, you can make tawassul by so many things. By the names of Allah, by the qualities or attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, by your good deeds, by this, by that, so many. We leave all of these and we go to the wrong one and use it. Strange thing now. One of these ways of the correct tawassul or permissible tawassul is to use the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to call him by these names so he will respond to our call and give us what we ask for. Ya Rahman, Irham. Ya Ghafoor, Irvirli. This is one way. The other way to use the names is to use them all in one time as Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam did. He said in his hadith, correct hadith, famous hadith, he said sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, As'aluka I'm calling you by all of your names, every name of yours. Do we know all the names? No. What about 99 names? Some people say, okay, all the names are 99. Wrong. How is that? There is a clear hadith in there. We have a clear hadith to say, Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam told us in this hadith that Allah has 99 names. No. He Sallallahu said in the other hadith that there are, the names are not, cannot be countable. countable. Nobody can count them because Allah only knows all the names. How are we going to, to, to bring both together? Easy and simple. Like an example, if I said I have 100 years in my bucket, does it mean that I have only 100 years? Maybe I have some other 100 years in the other bucket, some other 100 years in the account of the bank, so I have 100. That's it. But Muhammad Hassan said that there are 99 names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If you know them and follow them, obey them, work upon them, then you go to Jannah. إن الله تسعة وتسعين اسما من أحصاها دخل الجنة. It doesn't mean that he has only these nine names. No, he has more. In fact, this hadith we said before, the, the first hadith, as he said صلى الله عليه وسلم, أسألك اللهم بكل اسم هو لك. سميت به نفسك أو أنزلته في كتابك أو علمته واحد من خلقك أو استأثرت به في علم الغيب عندك. So there are some names descended in the Quran. Some names given or told to some of the People who are receiving wahi and beyond rusul. Some names are not known to anybody except Allah. So can we count them? We can't. We can't. Upon this hadith we cannot. So, in this case now, you can call Allah wa ta'ala by these names, one by one, Ya Rahman Irhamni, Ya Ghafur Ghafirli and so on, or you can call Allah wa ta'ala by all the names. In one time as Muhammad Hassan did in this hadith. Also, you can call Allah wa ta'ala by his deeds. 
and you are doing this in every salah. Didn't you say in your salah, Allahumma salli ala Muhammad wa ala ali Muhammad? Yes, you do. You are asking Allah to make salah in Muhammad Complete it. Kama sallaysa ala Ibrahim. Ah, you are using his deeds on salat on Ibrahim to ask him to make salah on Muhammad. And as you made salah on Ibrahim alayhi salam, make salah to Muhammad So you, you are making the gospel by his deeds, subhanahu wa ta'ala, of salat on Ibrahim alayhi salam, to make salat on Muhammad sallallahu alayhi وبارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على إبراهيم مجيد as you make بركة on إبراهيم عليه السلام and his family of إبراهيم يا الله make بركة on محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم and his family يا سلام very easy and very simple so you're using the deeds of Allah تبارك وتعالى this case also you can ask Allah سبحانه وتعالى by his qualities or attributes as محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم did when he said, أعوذ بعزة الله وقدرته مما أجد وأحادر. So he is seeking refuge of Allah تبارك وتعالى by his عزة. Highness. By his قدرة. Capability. Of Allah تبارك وتعالى. So he is using these two attributes of Allah تبارك وتعالى. And he also used the attribute of the faith. أعوذ بوجهك. So... To ask Allah, refuge of Allah by His faith, subhanahu wa ta'ala, that asking or making tawassul by the faith of Allah, one of the attributes of Allah, tabaraka wa ta'ala. So using the names and attributes and deeds of Allah, that is called tawassul or using a means to Allah, tabaraka wa ta'ala. This is one case on the names and qualities of Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala. The second one. The worshipping itself. Worshipping of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by this name. How is that? When you know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala all here, He sees everything. Then in your life, you practice this by refrain from doing things that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sees you that He hates. And do what Allah likes to see you with. Allah loves to see you in the masjid doing your salah. Allah loves, you to, loves, to, loves to see you reading the Qur'an. Allah loves to see you be doing good things. So you are worshipping Allah by showing Him yourself doing what He wants you to do. That's the case. The name of Al-Basir. The name of As-Sami'ah. You don't speak. You don't say things that Allah does not like. Because He knows that He hears you. Now refraining here, refraining here from doing or saying things that Allah does not like means you are making ibadah, worshipping. And doing what Allah likes to hear from you is another ibadah. Another worshipping. By istighfar, tasbih, reciting Quran, calling for this deen of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, saying good things to your brothers, make, yani asking about your parents, your family, and so on, asking people, how are you? This is part of it, you, because this is ibadah, because you are making relation with Muslims, you are taking care of your Muslim brothers, as an example. So, you are worshipping Allah by His name, As-Sami' because He hears everything you say, so you are worshipping Him with that. Ar-Rahim, another name of Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala. So you do all your worshippings as much as you can, the way that make Allah Ta'ala be merciful with you. So when He sees you having khushu' in your salah, you are doing your salah correctly, bringing your heart in salah, keeping your body straight, Making your whole salah straight because Allah Taala told us in His holy book, "Wa aqimus salah." He doesn't say pray. You know the difference now? 
The difference between aqim salah and pray or do salah. Big difference. Do salah and do it anyway. Khalas. Four rakat ma salam. No. Allah wanted us to aqim salah. Iqamatu salah means to make it straight salah. Salah where your body and your heart is available. How many people can do that? Unfortunately, I'm not one of them. It's not so easy. It's not so easy to keep your heart always there, but while you are trying, you are making jihad against shaitan. Because Muhammad sallallahu told us clearly in his hadith that shaitan will not let us keep our all salah with khushwa. He will try. Even if he has to remind us things that we love to remember, and we cannot remember after out of salah, he comes to salah and says, remember that case. Oh, yes, yes, that's what. And I told you this, the joke story about Imam Ahmad or Abu Hanifa, one of the ulama, rahimahumullah, one of the major imams, that a guy came to him and said, Yeah, Imam, I have hidden some of my money somewhere I cannot remember. Please help me. So he told him, okay, when you wake up in the, in the last third of the night and do two rak'ahs, do not think of anything except salah. Then inshallah you will remember. So that man followed the advice and he stood still up at the last third of the night and he made the salah. And he's just trying and, and doing his best to keep his mind with salah. To keep his heart with salah. Shaitan is coming this way, this way. The guy is insisting on having true salah because he wants to have the money. So Shaitan in the second rak'ah, so the guy is really insisting, so told him, your money is in such and such place. So the guy now smiled and finished his salah quickly and yelled, go, go to the place to find the money. Shaitan will not let you. In fact, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, by his wisdom, he has assigned a shaitan specially for salah. His name is Khinzab. That's what Muhammad Sallallahu told us. That shaitan assigned specially for this job. To play around with you in salah. To make you get all along. You are praying, you remember, oh, I forgot my son in the hospital. Oh, I forgot my car in the wrong place. Wrong parking. Oh, then yalla, go on. So shaitan already played in your salah. Ma'at salam. But if you are... Really, the guy who is bringing himself, not only the body. That's why we say, sorry, this is to go some exit, but it's all right in our topic. That's why we say, upon the sunnah of Muhammad, upon the way of Sahaba, what did they do when they come to Salah? They come running? No. When they hear Adhan directly, they leave dunya. They go for wudu and they come to Salah. They pray to Raka'ah, they sit down, they recite Quran. Then they stand up for Salah with a heart which is already far away from dunya. But if a person comes out while iqamah, or the second rak'ah, what he will do? He's still sticking to dunya. He's not out from dunya now. He just came from outside. He's having a problem with this guy. His car is barked wrongly. He can't concentrate. Halas. He just comes into salah Allah. He can't. But if he comes early, he prays to rak'ah, he recites Quran, then he stands up for salah with free heart, free mind. Then he can concentrate in salah. He has khushu' in salah. So in every name of Allah, you can make a worshipping by trying to have this name effect on you. Al-Rahim, you are trying to have rahmah. Al-Kareem, you have karam of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Al-Razzaq, you have risk from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, Burika li ummati fi bukuriha. Yani ummati will have barakah on the early morning. Those people who pray al-fajr, if they pray and go and sleep, they lose. They lose a lot. The ones who are praying al-fajr salah 
And after salah, they make their zikr after salah. Then they make their part of Quran to be recited after that time. Then they have time to recite and read other books of, of Islam. These people are really who are going to get the best risk. But those ones who are spending most of the night gurgling around, they will not wake up for a fast budget. And if they wake up for a fast budget, they will come so tired and they pray what, they know what they pray, maybe they will pray east instead of the west. Because they are, they are sleeping. I have seen this. I, I have, we are, we, in our life we have seen this. We see them with our children, with our uh, colleagues and so on. Some of them they come to Salah, they don't know what they are. Because they have been spending more, most of the night, you know, running around or talking to the others and they come wake up in the Fajr with a very hard time, they come to Salah, they don't know what's going on. And if Imam prays four rak'at al-Fajr, nobody knows. Wallahi, Akhwan, I have seen this so many times, happened, including me. Once I have prayed al-Isha, al-Isha is not sleeping time, your brothers, Wallahi. Al-Isha we prayed, and Imam made three rak'at, and he made salam, and some people are left already, and we, nobody noticed that we have prayed only three rak'at. MashaAllah, MashaAllah. Now this is khushu'ah. Very khushu'ah now. That all these people are behind the Imam. And Imam prays only three rakats and nobody says Subhanallah. Nobody. Later on we discovered that. Subhanallah al-Azim. Why? Because these minds, these hearts are not in salah. Only bodies. That's why we, we say these corners or things in this masjid is better than us. Because they are in the masjid 24 hours. We are not. We are like this. Yes. These people who, that, who have no khushu'ah is like this. Because if Imam recites or does not recite this, this play, this thing is not going to think about it. Same thing of some people like this. He stand here sometimes and he goes. La ilaha illallah. So, calling by the name, that's tawassul. Using these names for gaining what Allah Ta'ala has in these names, like rahmah, like uh, maghfirah, like uh, rizq and so on, this is part of the case of how to call Allah Ta'ala, worship him by his name that he mentioned and he ordered us in this ayah وَلِلَّهِ الْأَسْمَاءِ الْحُسْنَى فَادْعُوهُ بِهَا فَادْعُوهُ بِهَا Then he, Imam رحمه الله, the author of this book, he mentioned hadith uh, narrated by Ibn Abi Hatim to Ibn Abbas رضي الله عنهما and the ayah يُلْحِدُونَ فِي أَسْمَائِهِ means يُشْرِكُونَ يعني they make polytheism and he said also that they called Allat. Allat is one of the idols of Arabs in the time of Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Allat, Allat al-Uzza. Both of them were famous, three famous idols, stations, which was worshipped by Arabs. So they called Allat after Allah, and Al-Uzza after Al-Aziz. These are names of Allah wa Taala. They used the names and they put them on these idols to be worshipped, and they did. They worshipped them. Then he mentioned Al-A'mash, one of the Tabi'i Tabi'in, or after that, he said, they put names of Allah which is not there. They create names. They create names from their own minds and say, these are the names of Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala. Right. We'll see this, how, how is that, inshallah, when we discuss this point. Doing this, وَذَرُوا الَّذِينَ يُلْحِدُونَ فِي أَسْمَاءِ يُلْحِدُونَ means belie belie means people are changing because اللحد in Arabic means something is cursed you see the grave 
When you dig a grave, I don't know in this view area, but in here in Saudi Arabia and these Arab countries, they dig like this, then they dig like this. Inside, not, not, yani the, the grave goes like this for about a meter down, then they stop on the surface and they go in the west side of the grave to dig laht. Ah, this is called laht because it is not straight, it goes curving. These people are curved. These people are really belied. Or they are belying on the names of Allah. How is that? This belying or disbelieving in the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala contains four cases. Done by the mushrikeen or politics. One of them is to deny, to deny, to deny any one of them. If someone denies a name of Allah which is mentioned in the book of Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala or hadith of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa he is a politics. Clearly and no doubt. How is to deny? Yeah, if he says, no, no, I don't believe that one of the names of Allah is Ar-Rahim. Uh, we don't want to go to these groups, but one of the major groups who denied all the names of Allah called Al-Jahmiyyah. They denied all the names of Allah. They say, no, Allah has no names, no, no qualities, or that is this. That was a long time ago, of course. Some people are still, yeah, some, you can find some, around some of the, the areas, you'll find some people say, no, no, Allah has no names, no qualities, because if you say so, then you are likening Allah to his creation, which is incorrect. The second way of relying with the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to confirm a name not mentioned. Yani to create a name for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala which is not there. Not in Quran and Sunnah. In this case this is very dangerous and a Muslim should be aware of that that this is ilhad in the names of Allah. Belay. Disbelief in the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Also to liken which is the third one. To liken the name of Allah to his creature is apologism. If someone says, I believe in the face of Allah, that's the quality of course, or I believe that Allah ta'ala alim, the name of Allah ta'ala al-alim, and I believe that also human beings alim, and they are the same. Ah, wait a second, here's the problem. Similarity of names does not mean similarity of names. Similarity, similarity of names does not mean similarity of named. Allah alim and some people are alim. He, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this is his only book. When he gave one of his messengers a son who is alim. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned in his book that he described and gave a name to a sheep وَفَدَيْنَاهُ بِذِبْحٍ عَظِيمٍ but Al-Azim, we know that's Allah Ta'ala. How is that? Easy and simple. Azim for Allah is not the same as Azim of us. Kareem for Allah is not the same Kareem of us. Rahim for Allah Ta'ala is not Rahim. You have, we have some people are Rahim. Some people are very merciful, their hearts are freely, and when they see something, they, they get so tired and so, so crying. They are so merciful with the children and so on, with the sick people, the poor people. We call them Rahim, no problem. But Rahmahir of this human being is not the same as Rahmah of Allah. Big difference. So the similarity of names does not mean the similarity of named. Clear. So we cannot liken. One of the ways we always explain it is to say, some people say we cannot say that one of the attributes of Allah Ta'ala is the case of the faith. Although Allah mentioned this in the book. Yuriduna wajha. This is an ayah. Allah said that he has a faith. They say, we cannot say that Allah has a face. If we say so, we are likening Allah to his creation. 
Of course, wrong to, ra- to liken Allah to his creation, or vice versa, to liken the creation to Allah. Both are incorrect. Fine, very good. How are we going to solve this problem? Very simple and very easy. The ant has a face. The ant, the small uh, sect, not the ant, yani, the sister of the father, no. Okay? The ant, the sect, the horse has a face. Right? The rat has a face, the dog has a face. Are they the same? Are they the same? No, they are not. They are not the same. Although they are all creatures. But, when we say that the face of Allah, Allah has a face, we mean that the face of Allah is not no way to be the same as His creatures. So we are not likening. We are just confirming what Allah said about Himself. But we are not likening. So it's very simple. Confirm the name, confirm the attribute of Allah Taala as he mentioned in his holy book, or as Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi mentioned in his hadith, without likening. But these people who are falling in trouble, these people, they are likening the names of Allah to his creatures or vice versa. The fourth problem with the case of these believers, the disbelievers, is that they Derive or divert, derive a name for idols from the names of Allah, as we mentioned, Allah and Al-Uzza. So what they did, they said, Allah, His name is Allah, we will take this and change it a little bit and say Allah. And that's an idol. Also, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Al-Aziz, they bring the name and change it a little and say Al-Uzza. And they make this an idol. And don't be amazed if you find some more of this happening later on. That's natural. Then in this case we say, this is another way to belie or disbelieve in the names of Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala. Clearly now to say that the names of Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala is a fantastic way to get closer to Allah. Knowing the names is a must. Some people say, we don't want to talk about the names and qualities, we will be in trouble. No, don't not be in trouble. In fact, you, Allah told you clearly in this ayah to know the names and call them by. How can we call them by names that we didn't know? And we didn't know the meaning. What does Al-Rahim mean? What does it mean? What does Al-Aziz mean? What does Al-Qawi mean? When you read the last two ayahs of Surah Al-Hashr, هو الله الذي لا إله إلا هو الملك القدوس السلام المؤمن المهيمن العزيز الجبار المتكبر seven or eight names in one ayah and you didn't know what the meaning of them that's a big problem how am I going to ask him يا يا رحمن الرحمني يا ملك فرزقني and so on how am I going to ask him by all of these names or some of them in my dua if I don't know what the meaning of these that's a big problem so actually actually if you want your heart to be close to your Lord subhanahu wa ta'ala remember the names use them worship Allah with them then you will find that knowing these names knowing the meaning of the names knowing you know what are they going to give you it will get you closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wallahi wallahi that those people who want to be happy to be happy in their life should come to the Quran the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala read it understand it and worship Allah with it then they will find the happy life those people who think that Happiness will be by luxury, food, money, women, this, that. They made a big mistake. How do we say that? Go around and see. From long time, long time ago, people thought this way, but they made a big mistake, and they really ran away from happiness, like the, the a person ran away from a lion. And Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, 
was the happiest person in his life. How is that? Because he was the closest person to Allah Taala. He stands the night or most of the night until his feet bleed. Why? Because he enjoys, or he enjoyed being with Allah Taala. Like you enjoy talking to your beloved people. When you have some beloved people in, in, in your place, you are talking to them, you want to spend more hours and more hours with them. Why? Because you love them. Sayyidi Akhi, you do love Allah? If you love your Lord subhanahu wa ta'ala who gives everything on you, وَمَا بِكُمْ مِنْ نِعْمَةٍ فَمِنَ اللَّهِ Every grace on you is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Don't you love this grace subhanahu wa ta'ala? Don't we love him subhanahu wa ta'ala who gave us all of these graces we have? Your sight is a grace. Your hearing is a grace. Your body is a grace. Your money is a grace. Your children is a grace. Everything, all these graces from where? You invented them? You brought them from your own? No, we did not. But actually we received them from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala without any price. He gave it to them, to us freely. He gave them to us freely. Don't we thank him for that? Don't we be, why can't we be happy when we talk to them? If you have a card to get into the ambassador or on the minister office, every time you want, or you show just to show the card and then if you get into the minister office, oh, you'll be happy. I can go to the minister anytime. Any, any case they say, any problem, no problem. Just give a call to the minister office and they do everything for me. I can go there and just get in and scare the Hali Abu Fulan. You talk to him because he's, mashallah. To the prince, to the manager, to the king. Allahu Akbar. So if you go and you have the, uh, the best, uh, the possibility, very easy way to have meeting or talking to Allah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the greatest, anytime you want. All you have to do is just make wudu and go and stand and say Allahu Akbar, then you are with Allah. Why Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam told us in that hadith that when you recite al-Fatiha you are having two-way communication. Allahu Akbar when you say bismillah Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Allah directly answers you. And he says Hamidani Abdi Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim Athna alayya Abdi Maliki Yawm Ad-Din Majjadani Abdi Allahu Akbar. Every ayah you say, Allah is answering you. Every ayah of Fatiha, Allah is answering you. Who said so? Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. In the correct hadith. And when you say, Iyaka na'budu wa iyaka nasta'in, he says this is between you and you, between me, between me and you. He divides this ayah between, Iyaka na'budu for Allah, Iyaka nasta'in for you. اهدنا الصراط المستقيم, صراط الذين انعمت عليهم, غير المغضوب عليهم والضالين. Allah says, Whatever you ask is for you. But there is a condition for this one. You say it with the heart is there. And you mean it. This is not a... Someone who says, Allah, Assalamu alaykum wa What happened between this Allah and Salam, you don't know. No, nobody knows. Especially if they are after Imam. Because halas. They lean and depend on Imam to complete the Salah for him. Say why don't we try? Why don't we try and, and make jihad against ourselves to be with Allah, tabaraka wa ta'ala, especially at home? At the dark night, at the last third of the night, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala comes, and He comes, subhanahu wa ta'ala, to the closest sky to us. As Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in the hadith, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the, third, the last third of the night, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala comes down to the last, the closest sky to us, and He says, anyone asking forgiveness, I will forgive him. The meaning what He says, subhanahu wa ta'ala. Anyone who wants something, I'll give it to him. هل من مستغفر فاغفر له؟ هل من سائل فاعطيه؟ We say no, thank you, we don't want, we speak. Or we are busy with the channels. Hollywood and Bollywood and Shollywood and so on. Is that true? 
الله تبارك وتعالى ذات دست كم تهم كم كم تصدع كم تبي وذو الله سبحانه وتعالى سبحان الله وتعالى actually I try to explain this as much as I can I hope that سبحانه وتعالى إن شاء الله سبحانه وتعالى have given us enough to explain it if you have any questions about this topic I'll be happy to hear it from you جزاكم الله جزاكم الله خير فور ان شاء الله نكست ويك تو كومبليت ذيس كتابك ان شاء الله صلى الله وسلم على محمد وعلى اله وصحبه اجمعين